Master. Then Jesus and his disciples arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes and he did not live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, of son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, what is your name? He said, Legion. For many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside, a large herd of swine was feeding. And the demons begged Jesus to let them enter the swine. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swineherd saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened, and when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. I invite you to be seated. When powerful forces brought tragedy and chaos into the lives of people in Jesus' day, they knew that they were being attacked by demons. Demons swarmed the created world. They could inhabit rocks and trees and skies and seas, animals and people controlling them for the purposes of destruction. Sin is something you bring on yourself, but demons are worse. They just kind of reach out and grab you. Of course, you and I don't believe in demons, do we? Nah. Tornadoes occur because warm, moist air collides with cool, dry air in a certain way. Earthquakes and tidal waves are the result of shifting continental plates deep beneath the Earth's surface. Disease comes from free radicals and toxins and genetic mutations and viruses. Mental illness is the result, we tell ourselves, complex biochemical environmental triggers. We have 
phobias, we have anxieties, we have distortions and depressions, but hey, we do not have demons. Or do we? Maybe we know more about demons than we think. You know, we don't necessarily envision cosmic battles between the good and the bad, or we don't wear greedy, greedy bags around our necks filled with chicken bones and stones to ward off the evil spirits. But Lutherans aren't afraid to talk about evil. We know there is a force that cannot be explained by science, a, a spirit of destruction that's contrary to the will of God. We know this because we have wrestled with the powers of darkness in this present age, as the Apostle Paul once said. One night, Jesus and his disciples, they were set out in a boat, were crossing the Sea of Galilee when a huge storm blows up and the waves are just massive and they're threatening to crash over the bow and to swamp their little boat and the frantic disciples who are seasoned sailors find Jesus sleeping peacefully on a cushion in the back of the boat and they're frightened and angry about his lack of concern that they're about to perish. They wake him up and demand that he do something. And he stands up and he peers at the storm and the wind and the waves and he says, peace be still. And immediately the storm stops. The next morning, Jesus and the disciples arrive at the country of the Gerasenes, a Gentile people who live across the Sea of Galilee. And before they can even get out of the boat, they're confronted by this man from this city. He's naked, he's filthy, his hair is long and matted and full of lice. He lives in the caves where the dead are buried. He's homeless, psychotic. He's been plagued by these spells of insanity many, many times. People in the city used to try to chain him up and keep him under guard for his own protection, but he would break the chains, shatter the iron shackles, this immense strength, and run out into the wilds where he would roam day and night, howling and screaming like a banshee and battering himself with stones. If he approached the hair would stand up on the back of our arms, I'm sure. And yet there are people in that land who love him, who would give anything to be able to help him, who know the anguish of powerlessness, who feel the stinging judgment of strangers and friends who blame them for this man's life and lack of help. I can kind of picture in my mind maybe a mother or a father sneaking out at night when nobody is watching and walking to the edge of the community and quickly setting out a loaf of bread and perhaps some figs and dried fish in the same way one might put out a saucer of milk for a feral neighborhood feline and whispering prayers and kindling the flames of hope that someday he'll be restored to them. And then one day, from his vantage point up in the cliffs, this man with his demon sees Jesus step out of a boat onto the shore, and he comes running, and he falls down at Jesus' feet and bows to him, and we're stunned. And the demon, I mean, Jesus tells the demon to come out of the man, which causes the man to scramble backward and scream out, What have you in common with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. And Jesus asks, what is your name? And the man responds, legion, 
because we are many. A Roman legion was 6,000 men, an impossible number of demons. People who experience psychosis talk about hear, you know, hearing voices that tell them to harm themselves or tell them to harm other people or voices that insult them and torment them day and night. They say it's like, like being in a large mob with many people yelling and shouting all at once or being hounded day and night by a bully, only this time you can't run away from the noise or the chaos. I heard them once when I was five. I was sitting on my bedroom floor playing with my toys and I heard those voices like the muttering of an angry mob. They sounded really distant at first and then they came closer and closer and louder and louder and more insistent and incomprehensible, evil, dark, terrifying sounding voices. And I remember running, sobbing, hurling myself into the arms of my mother and then later climbing the stairs to my room, opening the door, I knew the demons were in there, and telling those voices in the same voice that I used to boss the family dog, Jesus says you can't hurt me, be quiet and leave me alone. And then the voices were suddenly gone. I suppose it might have been a panic attack, I wouldn't know I've never had panic attacks, so I'm not sure, but the point is, Whatever voices might be haranguing us don't really matter because it's Jesus' voice that speaks the last word. And Jesus' voice that has all the power. What is your name? Jesus asked. Legion, he says. He must have been a really strong person. He'd been tormented by severe mental illness, I guess, 6,000 demons in his head, and yet he had not killed himself. He ran around naked in the tombs, screaming and beating himself with rocks, but he wasn't dead. That shows amazing strength. Then the demons, recognizing the power that Jesus had, spoke again, what have you in common with us? Jesus, Son of the Most High God. Don't torment us. They're pleading. They're not wanting to be banished back to their place of origin, so they begin to bargain with Jesus. Give us permission to enter these pigs instead. And Jesus gave them permission, and the demons entered this large herd of swine standing nearby, and instantly every one of those pigs, all 2,000 of them, I guess, ran down the embankment, jumped into the sea, and drowned. It's what they'd been trying to do to the poor man. They'd been trying to kill him all along. The people run back to the city. They tell the neighbors what's happened, and the people in the city come to see for themselves. And there is the man who once was naked and a raving lunatic sitting there at Jesus' feet, fully clothed, calm, peaceful, smiling in the full strength of a healthy mind as God had created him to be. Nothing is beyond the reach of the Most High God. Nothing. Not even a legion of unclean spirits in an unclean Gentile man who has been hiding in unclean caves with the unclean decaying dead in an ungodly land filled with pigs because with a few words and a gesture, Jesus redeems everything. 
Now, none of us wants to think of ourselves as demoniacs. I, I know that. Certainly none of us are stripping off our clothes. I don't know. You, I, I haven't heard about you doing this. And running screaming out into the wilderness, although there might be days when we come close, but we are nonetheless tormented by demons, by forces that seek to destroy us and all of God's creation. Nowadays, we just call it something else. Anxiety disorders are epidemic in the Western world, particularly in the United States. As a nation, we're pretty stressed out. We have irritable bowel syndrome and chronic fatigue syndrome and mysterious rashes and panic attacks and heart attacks and addictions of every sort and type. We worry a lot about what we cannot control. We're driven by voices in our heads that read off to-do lists whenever we try to relax. We're driven by demons who tell us we're nothing, that we aren't successful in life. We're driven by voices on TV commercials and internet and internet pop-ups, driven to want more than we could ever have or need. We can't escape the whispering in our heads and we can't escape the voices that tell us that people would dump us if they ever knew the truth about us, that the whole house of cards would come, come tumbling down if we stopped striving for even a moment. Years ago, thinking about the man in this man's story, I asked some men to tell me what they, as men, struggle with. And men tell me they worry a lot about money. They worry about making it, managing it, growing it, about their ability to provide enough of it for themselves and for their families. Men tell me they worry about how to be successful at work while at the same time being the kind of fathers and husbands and friends they want to be. They tell me they're anxious about family relationships. You tell me you're anxious about your children and how you can be there for them. You worry about how to juggle all the different demands that you face in your life. You're afraid of the stress and that it's going to eat you alive. You worry about your health. Maybe most of all, I think men tell me they worry about finding a sense of purpose, something beyond the rat race, a place of calm in the storm, a place of refuge from the demanding voices in your lives, a place of peace. You want to sit for a while at the feet of Jesus. That's where we all want to be. We are demoniacs, whether we're hounded by one demon or two or three or even an entire Roman legion of 6,000. We're all stressed out. We're all anxious. We're all afraid of something. We're all feeling like we're ready to pull our hair out. We feel like we want to run screaming for the hills, feeling sometimes like we're going to go completely crazy. And then from a distance, we catch sight of him. Jesus there on the shore. And so we've come running here to throw ourselves down in front of Jesus, hoping that he can set us free. And we don't even have to speak. Because Jesus can see through all the fear and all the pain and the anguish. And Jesus can see past the demons to the people we truly are, the person that God created us to be. 
And Jesus looks at us and says, just like he did to the waves of the sea, peace, be still. And behold, the demons are gone.